This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening, and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. I'm just telling you there are chiggers in this entrenched Yeah, that's the problem with being entrenched. I had a revelation during that, because I picked on that before. An entrenched barricade keeps gophers out. But it doesn't keep the chiggers out, I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah, well, apparently a lot of things don't keep the chiggers out. (laughs) They worked their way around a lot of clothing, that's all I know, and ended up in places I didn't know they could even get. Yeah, welcome welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. It's it's the Chigger Show. We're going to talk about Chiggers the whole time. No, we're not. We're going we're to continue to talk about new beginnings. And uh, in order for those to, to happen, we have to have something typically come to an end. You know, Calamine lotion. Calamine lotion. <laughs> Benadryl so you sleep through it. You know, there's lots of options you can have. Yeah, or just keep scratching. You can do that too. But... Uh, Sometimes, though, you know, we talk about these changes, and in, in, in the the regular show, I think we gave examples of things that came to an end that didn't get their own rebirth, right? Well, that's not the story of our, our ministry, right? I mean, we had, you know, kind of a, a, a pretty big falling out about six years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and it looked like that season was gone, and then, you know, God chooses to redeem it three years later. You know, start the process, and before that, he was laying groundwork. But we're, we we became aware of it more. You know, to the point where we're in a much different place, with you know a lot of the same group of guys and some additional ones. You know, that God really decided He wanted to bring it back in a different way and stronger. You know, Darren, I, and that's the way I would look at it. Is that the way you see it? For sure. Um, it it felt like an ending. Um, a loss of heart in uh, uh, for me personally i mean I, I pretty much lost my heart for you know a couple of years and uh struggled through and unfortunately people that live with me and close to me had to kind of suffer through that too however um as the new me comes out of that and and learns to depend on God in ways that I didn't before. Um, I think that even they probably would say it was perhaps worth it, um, you know, to end up on this side. And uh, there's a lot of blessings that have come out of that pain. Now, brings up a whole nother topic. Sometimes um, endings are not necessarily in God's plan. Right. It's maybe because of our sin. And yet God is still capable of redeeming that in a grace-based redemptive community 
is capable of redeeming that. And that's what's happened. And, you know, what we do in the way of ministry really flows out of our community. It does. And so that's kind of what we lost at one point. The ministry became more important than the community, and we crashed and burned. And uh, and when we began to really recommit to the community, then it's allowed ministry to really blossom in a different way. Yeah, and I think it, it, it's it created a, a stronger foundation than what we had before. You know, I think there are times, you know, things happen. We make choices. Um, for me, you know, my marriage came to an end. I don't really think that's what God had in store. I don't really think that's what he wanted. For whatever reason, my wife and I couldn't work things out, and, and the marriage ended. But I think even on the backside of that, if I would have stayed uh, stuck in the um, missing that, Versus saying, okay, God, I can't really do much with it. i got to turn to you. I wouldn't have learned a lot of things about myself that I now know. You know, I think he may have revealed them to me in time. But I think because there was opportunity there, I had plenty of time. (laughs) You know, uh, there was weeks I was just by myself. You know, he had opportunity to show me that I like to do things I didn't even know that I like to do. You know, paint and do some other things. And it, it changed my relationship with my kids a little bit in a positive way. You know, because we could have different types of discussions. You know, again, we probably could have had those inside the marriage, but God chose to to see us into a different season. So Harold and I are wondering, uh, have you had a hankering to start any kind of masonry projects, laying brick or anything? No, I'm good. Okay, so I was just trying to see if you were channeling Winston Churchill or or not. But No, no, I'm good. I'm good. No, no, that's too much work. But uh, <laughs> uh, I do want to get to a clip, though, because I want to go back to some of this topic of, um, you know, sometimes these, these new beginnings aren't exactly what we think they're going to be. You know, we're still frustrated about how the old part ended. Mm-hmm. And so when we pick up this clip from the movie from McFarland, that's kind of where this person's living, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a lot kind of my story. Um, in that, you know, the, the McFarland USA is a true story about a, a track coach, a cross-country coach who didn't want to be a cross-country coach, didn't know anything about cross-country, but he had been fired from enough jobs and uh, gotten into what he thought was a dead-end town out in Southern California, where he is by far the minority there um, in white middle-class America. He was a white middle-class guy and ends up in a very um, brown Hispanic community of really neat people. He didn't go into it thinking that, and he had some experiences with some, you know, kind of gang activity and that sort of thing, um, and was really regretting it. And so the first scene we pick up is him apologizing to his wife and saying, I'm sorry, We'll figure out something. We'll move someplace else. And so it, it's kind of we're forced into this new beginning because other things have ended and we're not happy about it. You know what? We're not staying. We're saying Monday morning we're out of here. Jim. No, we're not staying here. All right. I'm not having you and the girls stay here. I'll find something else. How? I don't remember there being a whole lot more options. Well, we'll move to Bakersfield. All right. I'll commute. We cannot afford Bakersfield. Okay, look at us. We're living on a teacher's salary. If you just, if we had just stayed somewhere longer, I don't know, built up some tenure, then it would be different. You said it yourself. This is the only job you could get. Right? And our girls, they start that school on Monday. 
We just gotta make it work. We don't have a choice. I'm so sorry. You know, like sometimes, <clears throat> Robbie, you kind of talked about being excited about new beginnings. That's not always the case. You know, sometimes these new beginnings are very reluctant, right? But you come into them, and then you, as you let God enter into them, you find that sometimes you find life on the other side of that is much better than what you ever anticipated it could be. Yeah, the thing I love about that clip is clearly at the end of the clip, you hear that God has let the air out of his bag. <laughs> you know? And... and I'm certainly capable of letting my bag get, and becoming a windbag. And no. yeah, it <laughs> could happen. <laughs> and even at this boot camp that we're just coming back from where we got chiggers, <laughs> you know, the chigger will help let the air out of your bag. But um, <laughs> it's a good thing this is PG 13. Huh? It is. Anyway. You know, there were a couple of events there at the boot camp that honestly I lost heart and 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 I you know, these guys don't a lot of these guys don't even know this, but you know, a few hours before I was supposed to give two talks, I called the rest of the you know, Sam and Darren and and Mark together and in tears said, I can't do this. You know, I've lost heart. I'm just you know, I don't know how to do it. And I can't even, even though it was extremely painful, the air was out of my bag and I had no place to turn, but to you guys, which, and God, obviously to God through you guys was able to, you know, come after that. And it, it really was a gift of phenomenal proportions. I would never, you know, it was almost like what Satan meant for evil, God meant for good. It's like, I'm going to hurt Robbie, and this is what this is going to look like. But as a result, I have a lot better understanding of what it's like to live without your heart. Because at that point in time, I had totally lost heart, just like you can hear it in his voice right there, which, you know, he's a great actor. He, he pulled that off right there. But I know what that feels like, and it, and it gives me some sense of the value of, of humility, because if you know the movie is I know the movie, he would have never allowed himself to, tr to even coach, you know, <laughs> cross country or anything. He would have missed his glory had he not let the air out of his bag. I mean, if God hadn't, however that worked, you know, obviously we all get a chance to get the air out of our bag. I really identified with this clip and, and I enjoyed the movie, but in a very different vein, that was me. When I'm talking about my job, the jobs I've had, most people by the time I'm through think I'm a liar because I've been a professional Boy Scout. I've been an inside sales engineer for pumps, centrifugal pumps and valves. I've been a many, many things. We won't go through the list. And it has. And when Jim said earlier in the earlier show that, you know, it's. Most nobody likes change. I thought I loved change <laughs> because, and I said it, and this was an agreement in the camp that I'm great at starting things, but I usually end up in a running out of gas or in a fiery crash. And it hit me during that clip that 
that's what God used me to get me into ministry. And when I was a young man, nobody would have expected me to be where I am now, including myself. Many Maybe still most don't. of all myself. <laughs> it's it's interesting to me that when you know you talk about that, Jim and. and and Jim earlier talked about change. I think we're all okay with change as long as we're in control with it, uh, control of it. Yeah. It's when it's not in our control that we don't like change, right? And so when an ending is in our control, um, we're probably a little more okay with it, although sometimes it's an ending, it's a hard ending, a, a, a bad relationship, you know, with, with a friend that's just, or has been a friend, but you know, is a bad influence on me. I, I remember breaking some of those friendships earlier in life and thinking, man, I really liked hanging out with that guy, but that is not good for me, you know, and and having to separate myself from that. Um, and it, it was hard, even though, but I was in control of it, or I thought I was in control of it. So it wasn't as hard. I could take the, you know, the high road, if you will, or whatever. It's when you know, relationships come to an end um, that you're not in control of or it ends really badly, those things. And to see where God, you know, is in the midst of that and redeeming that is is a, is a uh, scary process if we're not, even if, even if we have tremendous faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, you know, shortly after everything blew up with us, there were many times when Sheila would say something like, do you want to pray about it? And I would go, no, no, I don't want to pray about it. I don't even want to think about it, much less pray about it. And I mean, that was to the extent that I had lost heart. Um, I, and, you know, I mean, normally, usually I would pray about it eventually, but, um, you know, just being as authentic as I can be, I was there a lot of days. And uh, I, I know most men are at some point or another there at times but um that's what a broken heart does and so when change is forced upon us and causes a heartbreak well that's a little different story than you know a a move because a company offers you a job position it still hurts you know it can still have a major effect on the family and all those things at times um, there's still an ending of some sets of relationships or geography or whatever and a beginning of others. but And so as our listeners are listening, you know, they might find themselves in various situations where, you know, some of those changes or endings are good and some of those endings are horrible. And when you're dealing with a family, you know, the, both of those um, situations can, can be in the same move. Mm-hmm. You know, when my company moved me down here from Indiana – you know, and, and uh, you know, it was part of my wife and I prayed about it. We felt like we should come down. And it was a really good thing because we, we found this community. At the time, we were giving up what we thought was a very close uh, Bible study, you know, that we'd met with every uh, every couple weeks, you know, and we thought we were really close. I can tell you the last time I even talked to one of the people from that group was probably about, I don't know, 13 years ago when I left, uh, almost, you know, because when you're not with people, sometimes that drifts away. You know, and they were good people. You just realize at the time, you know, some heartbreaking stuff on, I don't know that it was as close as I thought it was. But then we came down here and found a true community. 
you know, and that, that was our story, and it was really good. And it was really good for my son, Caleb, who got opportunity to play football which in a way he wouldn't have where we were in Indiana. It was not that great for my daughter, Sydney. You know, we moved down. She was going into her senior year, had spent 11 years in the same school system, and then we pull her out and put her in a senior year in a new place. You know, if she told you whether the story was good about moving down here, it probably wouldn't be the same as the rest of the, of the family. And so I think even in the midst of those changes, how that's looked at and how the enemy plays that can be two different things. You can look back over time and you can see God's hand in things that you couldn't at the time. True. And the other day when I was in a devotional study, basically on prayer, uh, I came to an understanding that I didn't have previously, and that is that God doesn't need to know what I want because he knows what I need. And I illustrated that with something that brought a chuckle out of the rest of the gang a while ago when I said the cute little blonde I wanted couldn't match up to the beautiful brunette that he gave me. And the question was, well, when did that happen? Well, <laughs> and uh, it was over half a century ago because my sweetheart and I are have was celebrated. that one of Noah's daughters? <laughs> <laughs> We've celebrated 56 years of uh, marriage now. But uh, to me, that's the realization that, that when I came to North Carolina, it was at a point where I really did not want to leave Columbus, Mississippi. I had a lot of ties there that I didn't want to break. and uh, But it was necessary for me to leave for various reasons. And I remembered that driving up I-85, I was listening to a, a song that at the time was really great for me. It was Paul Simon and Phoebe Snow, Gone at Last, because there were some bad things going on at, at my work situation. And so I'm coming up the road singing, I've been through some hard times, but they're gone at last. And so there's excitement. There can be a feeling of loss but you can also look at it with a feeling of excitement because of the new beginning. Sure, mourn the old, but look forward to the new. Yeah, I think a lot of times the problem is we get stuck in the mourning and never really let it go. You know, and that's where, you know, we got to just trust that God's going to gonna bring something through for us. I mean, I think we can all sit and say either situations or people we've known that, they just live in that same place that they've been for years and years and years. And that ends up, tends to end up becoming bitterness, right? Because they can't move past that morning and into a new season of their life. I've been running through all kinds of stuff about me with this. And one of them was, that, and I've never had a child die, and I pray I never will. That'd be a major one. But when my father died, I was suddenly thrust into the the role of, you know, the patriarch of the family, and I wasn't ready for that. But then I got thinking about Jesus and what was read earlier. He was sent to die, and he accepted that. And, but even the night before, he's saying, well, Father, if there's any way to not do it this way. Please take this cup from me. And that's, it goes back to the very first clip with the other one. We can look at it as a, this is a positive thing 
and this is uh, moving forward with my heart and God's taking care of it. Or it can be a, you know, how can I possibly survive this mess? Thank you. Darren, do you want to set up the, the next clip for McFarland? Yeah. Uh, in this next clip, we're going to see what happens when you do make the move. They they ended up, you know, the family ends up staying there. And, and the Kevin Costner character, true story, again, starts coaching a, a cross-country team, gets a bunch of kind of down-and-out kids and involves them in it, and they're good at it. Um, and they really bless his life. They bless his wife's life. They bless his daughter's life. They they create a real community there. And for the first time, his family is experiencing real community. But he gets offered the bigger, better job at the fancy private school down the road and all of those things. And so this is a conversation he and his wife are having about this. And he just naturally thinks, well, the best thing for my wife and my kids is to go to this other job. And she begins to kind of help him take inventory of the blessings that they've received because he hasn't left it yet. It feels like everything we've ever wanted, you know, everything we've ever talked about, you know, big house, financial security, great school for the kids, nice, safe neighborhood. The owner of the corner store was washing away blood from his parking lot when I drove out this morning. Tim, the owner of the store has a name. And he's our friend. And you looked him in the eye two days ago and thanked him for everything he's done for us. I know. Of course it bothers me. But do you know how she got hurt? Your team jumped in front of her. They pushed her out of the way. They protected her like she was their family. You think she's going to find that in Palo Alto? I know it's hard, but please don't just let this be about our safety. Because nowhere... I've ever lived has ever felt this much like home. So they start to find the the value of community. Yeah. And she's bringing that out to him. Yeah. And, you know, the story ends, um, spoiler alert, and you've had plenty of time to watch the movie if you hadn't. Story ends, you know, they win a state championship. They win multiple state championships. He's lauded as a tremendous coach. And it totally changes his life because he was a, a man that was very rough around the edges. He was a hard dude. And he learns and he get he meets some kids that are harder than he is. Yeah. You know? And these kids thrown into the tumbler with him, they rough off, you know, they rub off each other's sharp edges. And it is a tremendous redemption story for, for his soul, for these kids' souls and and for the life of that community for years and years and years to come. And he wouldn't have had that blessing if, you know, he wouldn't have stayed. And if he wouldn't have had one ending in this new beginning. Rodney, what about you? What's this topic really bring up for you? Well, it just fits in so well with the boot camp and what all went down for me the entire weekend. On top of, you know, getting the incredible blessing of, excuse me, the incredible blessing of being able to baptize my son as we're packing up and, you know, getting ready to go. He blessed me even greater probably by just telling me a few things that are still going on in his life that, you know, he has struggled with. And I know his past enough to know he struggled with him, but he shared that with me. And I was just a true blessing to be able to share that with your son. And we are going to, you know, work on some of that together going forward. And that's just a true blessing. So 
you know, hopefully it's also an ending of some things for him in his life and a new beginning for him and then a beginning for us to even share and go more intimate and more deeper with each other. And then, Darren, during your talk on the wound, it finally came upon me that, oh, this is what my father wound was and how it hit me. And because things have been there for a while and this has been around, but the fact that it came up that your dad doesn't want to be with you was was it when it hit me during that and there's a flash of a few things that came with it as to how I reacted to that as a teenager and made decisions and did things in my life around that and how I've been like that ever since and making decisions. You know, it just a lot of that came together, so I feel there's gonna be a new beginning for me there as well. Yeah, the beauty when you think about it is, you know, we are therefore now a new creation. Right? The old things have passed away. And so for me personally, when I think of the old Robbie slash Bob Jr. slash Bruce. Slash, slash, slash. You know, there really was an old things. And, and to be a new creation in Christ not only gives you the new thing, but the appreciation of what's in that clip. Right? I would not have recognized that in a million years. Bob Jr. slash Bruce slash those people. But after the new creation, then all of a sudden you recognize, oh my goodness, I can have a lifelong friendship. I can have, I could go deeper in this relationship. I can, you know, work on the kingdom. All sorts of things happen as a new creation, which is Ultimately, I mean, like when I think about the subject, just the ultimate value. Yeah, and then for some of those guys that were open with us and saying, I'm never going to watch another movie the same way again. Mm-hmm. As they just get fed with, sorry, Hollywood, but uh, Jesus is a little bit bigger than you. You can't shut him out, and he can do things within and through you that you know we can show other people. And it just just to hear that and see that, it was like, yeah, it's 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 amazing because I remember when it happened to me too. It's like, oh, okay, things are different now. It's definitely my story. I mean, I I was not much of a movie guy before I kind of found this message, and I didn't like Lord of the Rings. I mean, you know, it, things like that. I looked at him and went, huh, you know, and just kind of blew him off. But now everything I watch, I see the story God is telling. I I see the larger story in every single one of them. Um, and it's just a it's a cool thing yeah as, as we kind of close up this topic i, I want to kind of throw it out there that sometimes those those things ending could be our beliefs that were bad yeah that we could say okay god i'm gonna step into this new truth that you gave me i'm gonna step past that wound i'm gonna step into the truth of what you say of who i am yes you know those types of things and yeah. so you can take this topic and take it way out there but the thing is take it there with God mm-hmm. so God help me see some of those old things that ended maybe ones I'm still struggling with and help me find the new beginnings that you're trying to lay in front of me or make me aware of the ones you've already given me and help me step more fully into them but spend that time walking with him we'll see you next week <laughs>